Welcome back to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. We are looking at less than 100 days away from opening day. Well, NFL, what do they call that? First game of the season? How, how, do, we, how do we call that there properly? But uh, less than 100 days of the NFL season starts, and uh, there's no better time to really be excited about NFL football than the offseason. I'm Safed Dean, NFL Insider with USA Today Sports. And uh, Tyler's going to join us in a little bit, but for now we're going to have Parker Gabriel, our new Broncos writer, uh, join us in. Parker, man, I, I feel like you just started with us and you've been on the podcast more than anybody else has. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, three, three or four. Yeah, I got there you uh, go. I, I did it with Tyler. Uh, I don't know. Producer Emily would remember better than me. La- last week or the week before? It was one of these before. weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks. You guys ago. are just so great that I can't help coming on whenever I can. That's it. That's what it is. You know, yeah. we love your we love your presence. We love the energy that you brought so far. And um, Parker, let's get right into it, man. You know, like I said, less than a hundred days left in the NFL offseason, and our colleague Mike Jones, columnist with USA Today Sports, had a really nice piece this week on twenty lingering lingering questions around the league. Um, you know, right before the season starts. And I, I think, Parker, we, we can kind of start off with um, one big question, and that's Deshaun Watson, yeah. um, who uh, was is facing his 23rd lawsuit that just became public this week. And there are reports out there could be another on the way. But uh, Deshaun Watson, the uh, former Houston Texans quarterback, now with the Cleveland Browns on a fully guaranteed contract, worth a lot of money, more than $200 million. Um, and now he's facing a 23rd lawsuit in his, um, you know, cases uh, alleging sexual misconduct, um, you know, this offseason from from the year past, from the past year, excuse me. Um, Parker, uh, you know, just hearing this 23rd allegation and uh, it came after um, HBO had a special, Real yeah. Sports had a special, um, you know, with, with two two accusers and, and their comments on on everything that kind of happened and their take on Watson's contract uh, from the Browns as being a big, you know, uh, you know, a statement in its own, yeah. uh, you know, kind of against uh, what they what they feel and believe about Watson, too. So just, an, you know, a, a storyline that I think is going to continue as we get on to the season. It's hard to separate. It's like almost hard to even talk about the on the field part because there's obviously a lot bigger issues at play but one in in that vein I think the the question that the league's been facing the entire time and that they're still facing that we don't know the answer to yet is how do they handle any potential discipline with Deshaun Watson when all of these legal proceedings are still ongoing like there was some clarity a few weeks back about sort of the lack of criminal prosecution but with all of these civil cases, it's like you'll have the fullest picture probably once all of that's settled. But that, if you're going to wait to hand down a suspension, for example, until all of that's settled, that likely would not be this summer. And so, is the NFL going to let them play? Um, you know, and again, in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, is that the most important thing? No. Um, but it is a question of like, how does the league handle? its own investigation, the civil matter, and then deciding like, you know, can they put him up, let him play this year or does he have to sit? And then, I mean, it's just, none of this is going to play out quickly. Um, And that to me, like, I mean, that's one of the, and I think Mike wrote a little bit about it in that 
you know, the, the sort of off-season storylines in the last hundred days here before the season starts is just, is he going to play this year? And, and, and if not, um, you know, the, I mean, the, the end is a long way out in the future, it seems like in this, no matter how you slice it. Yeah, Parker, uh, you know, for me, I think it was kind of surprising still that, you know, the Cleveland Browns went ahead and traded for Watson. Yeah. Um, you know, he was kind of stuck in Houston Texans purgatory for the past year or so. Um, even though he did have a trade request, you know, early last year. So we're talking about, you know, a year and a half into this where Deshaun Watson requested a trade formally from the Texans. And then the first allegations started to come out a little bit before the 2021 draft. And like, you know, like you mentioned, Ty, uh, Parker, excuse me. I'm so used to kicking it to Tyler here. <laughs> um, but like you mentioned, Parker, it's it's if, if, if people are getting upset about him signing a $230 million contract this offseason, how do you think they're going to feel when they see him on the field? Oh, and so, well, yeah, right, you know, right. you know, so the, 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 the suspension has to come down at some point and it depends on how many games you want to give him because, um, you know, there's no precedent really for how many games or how, what Roger Goodell and the league will decide on Watson because of all these allegations um, that are formally charges, you know, uh, excuse me, formally lawsuits, um, not real charges here. You know, Watson is not in jail yet. Um, but just the fact that there's civil lawsuits is a real bad stain on the league with one of its best players. And, you know, he didn't play at all last year. He wasn't suspended last year um, and he could have played last year. Um, Watson didn't play because he refused to play for the Texans again. But I couldn't imagine if he was traded last year, what the PR hit would have been if Watson's on the field and all these allegations are still hanging over his head. And he's just still, you know, scoring touchdowns and winning games. And and we're, we're kind of neglecting that side of it. So. I'm interested to see how many games Watson gets, you know, could be eight. Who knows if this first season with the Browns really does amount to anything on the field for Cleveland. Um, and then we have that other layer, Parker, where Baker Mayfield is still on the team. Right, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been traded away yet. And Jacoby Brissett is the backup for the Browns. And, I mean, if my season had to go with Jacoby Brissett as a starter, uh, you know, it's not going to look good. Deshaun Watson is getting some participation in OTAs this, this uh, month, Parker, but – um, I'm, I'm not sure how he, the Browns could really prepare with him, um, you know, because of the fact that they don't know how long they're going to have to go without him this season. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like, I mean, that's the other the other part of this that I'm sure has already, you know, gathered some scrutiny and will continue to 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 garner more and more is like the Browns' decision to go get Deshaun Watson and give up what they gave up for him. I mean, they they knew or should have knew what they were sort of inviting just in terms of the, you know, ramifications of him not being in the clear, uh, especially on the, on the civil front. And, and, and obviously, you know, so you've got that element of it. And then you've got the fact that they burned the bridge with the guy that they had at quarterback, regardless of what you think about him, if he's the answer long-term or not with Baker Mayfield, man, I mean, Cleveland's just, then now they go into the summer here with just a, just a colossal mess, basically, at the at the quarterback situation, at the quarterback's position. You know what, Parker? I don't think I could have, could have put it as eloquently myself. It, it is a colossal mess, indeed. Let's transition now to Tyler Dragon. Tyler is joining into the podcast. Tyler's reporting live from Arizona Cardinals OTAs. Um, Tyler, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's up? Can you guys hear me? Yes, oh, yeah. we can. Loud and clear, loud and clear. I'm actually, I heard, uh, I'm actually reporting live in my car on the way 
to Cardinals OTAs. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you for the clarification. We always want to be very truthful here at USA Today Sports. Tyler, you're not the only one that's uh, you're not the only one that's reporting to Cardinals OTAs today. It sounds like. Oh yes, I am not the only one. That that is a a good segue to why I am calling in. Kyler <laughs> is uh, at OTAs today. He is in the building. This is his first time reporting to the Cardinals facility uh, this off season, uh, which is a positive sign um, regarding his contract situation. Um, as we all know, he's disgruntled over his current. Uh, contract. He's still on his rookie deal, and the Cardinals uh, placed him under the uh, fifth-year option that runs through the 2023 season, but he wants to be paid like one of the upper echelon quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's set to make just over $5 million this season. Tyler, it's uh, funny how you said it. it. It seems like a good sign, but I'm not sure if it's a good sign. I think it's more of a mandatory sign. To be honest, with you know uh, Kyler Murray skipping out on all the voluntary workouts, this one was mandatory. This one was kind of subject to be fined if you don't show up. And I mean, you know, Kyler still has going to show up. We'll be interested to see if he does take questions from you know yourself and other media members there um, on how he feels about his situation. If he well, airs it all out or or errs on the side of caution here. Well, I I do have to correct you though that this is still voluntary, uh, mandatory mini camp does not begin until uh, mid-June. So this is still the Oh, OTA we got a portion. couple weeks here. Yeah, so this is still the voluntary OTA portion. And sources did tell me, uh, close to the situation, that it is a positive sign regarding his contract situation. And, um, you know, Cardinals brass did indicate that they would like to get Kyler Murray signed to a long-term deal this offseason. So... This is, you know, positive momentum. I'm not just speaking from the glass half full. This is what I've been told. And then Cardinals have said this publicly as well. All right. Okay, cool. Well, let's see. Kyler Murray's up for uh, trying to get a big deal. And, you know, obviously, Tyler and Parker, we can't blame Kyler because of the fact that Patrick Mahomes, the $500 million man, Aaron Rodgers is the $50 million man per season. Uh, Tom Brady just came back, and he's about to get 350 once he retires, talking about money. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson is still kind of waiting in the balance. Josh Allen already got paid. Um, some other QBs out there are still looking to get paid as well. But um, I definitely don't blame Kyler Murray here. And, Tyler, a fact that we'd like to mention so much here is Cliff Kingsbury, his coach, and uh, Steve Kime, his GM, already have contract extensions as well. They have already got paid. Right. You're exactly right. And to even put a, another uh, interesting twist on the matter, Cl Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have the same agent. So uh, his agent has worked wonders uh, with uh, Cliff Kingsbury, but he hasn't had the same success as of yet with Kyler Murray. But I do think that there is some positive momentum regarding his contract. And I do believe a deal will get done before the start of the regular season. As, as one would hope, especially if you're a Cardinals fan. Um, it's really interesting that you mentioned that part, Tyler, the same agent part, because uh, usually that doesn't happen. That just, uh, you know, there's enough agents out here 
for everybody to have their own, um, or at least coach and a, and a quarterback don't need to have their own, but are have the same one. But I think the fact that that is true, you know, and the agent can kind of be in both of their ears, um, you know, kind of does bode well for Kyler Murray in this situation. And let's let's not get this twisted here, guys. Um, the Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen in the first round in 2019. And within one year, they got the number one pick again and realized it's time to get another quarterback. Uh, Kyler Murray was one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, I was honestly the best quarterback that was available that year in 2019. Excuse me, 2019. Rosen was a 2018 pick, but Kyler Murray had and led the Cardinals to one of the best records in the NFL. They were undefeated for most of last season until, you know, they fell short um, towards the back end of the year and lost to the Rams in the playoffs. And uh, Tyler, look, at the, the Cardinals are not – they're only going as far as Kyler Murray takes them. And if he's not there at all, they're not going far. You're exactly right. And to make matters worse, they will, will be without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games for violating the league's uh, substance um, uh, performance-enhancing um, policy. So – you know, they are going to be, you know, in hot water at the beginning of the season without probably their best player, at least at the receiver position. And so they desperately need Kyler Murray to be under center week one. And not only under center, but, you know, on the, you know, on the field and with a new contract. God forbid if Kyler Murray holds out, you know, that could definitely hurt the Cardinals even more um, during the first couple games next season. This is when I need my Ferrari so I can get to the facility in like 15 minutes. You're going to you're going to Cardinals camp to get a new contract too, huh? Right. <laughs> uh, ho- hopefully, I don't get uh, fined for speeding though. <laughs> Parker, let's talk about Aaron Donald, and yeah. uh, I'm kind of I kind of wish Tyler was on on here a little bit just <laughs> because gonna, of the fact maybe maybe he's near. We, I know we should call him back, right? But. Um, Aaron Donald was out here in Miami, Parker, shirt off, hanging out in, in the club, having a grand old time. Well, if I look like Aaron Donald, I'd, I probably wouldn't have a shirt off. I would, I would not have a shirt off either. You're, you're exactly correct. And honestly, too, if I just won a Super Bowl, yeah, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be just like that, too. It's you'd like, be on the J.R. Smith, Smith diet. I was just going to say the same yeah. thing, just champagne and shirts off. That's, That's right. what I would be on right here. But uh, Aaron Donald was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall. Shout out to B. Marshall one time. Uh, shout out to my boy Omar Kelly as well, working with them as well. But um, Aaron Donald, real interesting quote on, you know, possibly his new deal with the Rams. He said, quote, the thing is, I don't need to play football to be fine. I'm fine. I was blessed to play this game, to make the money I made, the accomplishments I made in eight years. It's like I'm complete. If I could win another one, that's great. But if not, I'm at peace. And Parker, to me, that sounds like a quote from somebody definitely coming off their first championship, yeah. enjoying the top of the world. And, you know, maybe in the offseason, a couple months after you win that title, you're not really looking for title number two. You're still trying to enjoy title number one because of, you know, what he's talked about his whole life, eight years in the league to get to that point And you win the Super Bowl. Finally, I want to enjoy it a little bit before I enjoy, you know, worry about getting the next one. But, you know, what are your thoughts on, on Aaron Donald and maybe, you know, how his deal has not come yet? from the Rams this offseason. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, when you're in that, I mean, I imagine if you're in that position, you know, there's been a lot of players over the course of time. Like, I, I remember, I think it was Aaron Rodgers after, you know, won a Super Bowl 10 years ago now, but saying, having a sort of similar, like, is this, this is it then, right? Like, this is, is it, this is all there is after you win a title and sort of what do you do next? And then you factor in the, the contract, um, you know, status with Aaron Donald too. And I think it, obviously those, 
quotes open your eyes in terms of like, what do you, would he retire or would he actually not play anymore? And who knows? I mean, I'm sure that enters your mind at some point, um, no matter who you are. And, and maybe there's some uh, tactical, maybe, maybe it was a little more tactical than just musing, you know, and saying like, I'll, I'll get the money or I won't play. Um, you know, it was a pretty, it was a pretty polite way of saying that at least at this juncture, if that's what he was getting at. But um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, uh, you've seen some guys, some guys just play until the body gives out and, and, and that's it. They can't go anymore. And some guys uh, leave on their own terms. And, you know, I mean, I think Aaron Donald, if nothing else can sort of revel in having that, the luxury of saying, if he doesn't want to play anymore, he doesn't have to. Um, I don't, I don't, it's not like I know. Um, I guess I'd be surprised a little disappointed just because of how great a player he is. Um, if he doesn't, if he doesn't keep playing, um, but he's got every right to, to, to call it on his own terms at this point and play at the number he wants to play at. If that's uh, if that's the way it really goes. Yeah. So let's, let's just clarify in Aaron Donald's contract. He's, uh, he signed a six-year, $135 million deal in 2018. Um, the contract will last until 2024. So he's got two more seasons. But as of now, he has no guaranteed money left. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's, you know, there could, that's the rub. Yeah, there's definitely a rub there. So, yeah. you know, if he gets hurt, he doesn't get anything. And obviously, you know, the Rams don't want to treat Aaron Donald like that. And Aaron Donald certainly doesn't want to be, you know, in that situation, um, you know, for whatever injury does kind of sustain if that does happen. Um, you don't. You always want to have some guaranteed money on the table there. Um, so I can definitely see the Rams kind of coming back to him and revisiting it. You know, maybe give him like a two or three year deal that kind of gives guaranteed money up front, kind of reward for the Super Bowl, a reward for being the best defensive player in the year, uh, best defensive player in the league. You know, the last you know couple of years here. Um, but like you mentioned here, Parker, it's really interesting because I don't know if you remember on the Super Bowl day uh, pregame show, Charles Woodson was on NBC. And kind of divulged uh, a conversation he had with Aaron Donald and said, Aaron Donald's already thinking about retirement. And to all of us, we were like, did Charles Woodson just say that? Yeah, did right. Charles Woodson really just like spill the tea on something maybe Aaron Donald would like to keep private? Aaron Donald kind of, you know, acknowledged it after winning the Super Bowl, too. And it feels like he's acknowledging it again here with this quote that we just mentioned from the I Am Athlete podcast. But um I think as fans, we would hate to see Aaron Donald go. It, it would be like another Barry Sanders situation. Like, what more great could they do? But also, they will still Aaron Donald will still have his spot up there, you know, with LT. Um, you know, as one of the best defenders of all time. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no doubt about. It. I mean, that play, you know, he single handedly made what back to back plays on the the last drive of the Super Bowl there. And mm-hmm. then uh, I think it was it during the during the parade soffit. I mean, Sean McVay. There's some some crafty work there to put him on the spot and say, are you coming back? Like, what's he going to say in front of a million people? Of like, course, actually, right? you know what? Uh, I still don't know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, we'll see. Uh, it's, obviously if there's more t- retirement talk or maybe I will, maybe I won't talk. Um, there'll be a lot of people paying attention to that. Yeah. Parker. And I think another thing too, and this is something that you Tyler and I talk about on, Twitter spaces that we do on Thursday nights, but um, you know, it's different when you're chasing a title and it's far different when you're defending a title and trying to repeat. And um, you know, some of these guys might party a little too much this off season, enjoy it, enjoy that feeling. And then come time to get him back to the training camp. You know, it's hard to really channel, channel, uh, channel that energy that you need to go and win a title. Um, It's something that you've never tasted before. Like some players like Aaron Donald have, 
And then how do you kind of re-gear up and, and go at it again? It's the reason why it's been about 15, 16 years since we've seen a Super Bowl champion repeat. Um, and it's interesting to see if the Rams do kind of pull through because Matt Stafford's on board with some new money. Cooper Cup is looking to wait, you know, see for some new money as well. Um, Robert Woods is no longer there, but Allen Robinson is in the mix. We'll see if Odell Beckham Jr. resigns with them this offseason as well after, uh, you know, tearing up his knee in the Super Bowl. Um, but Aaron Donald is one in the fold, and they definitely have to get him paid if they want to keep him kind of happy and, and, and uh, terrorizing other quarterbacks as they defend their title this season. Oh, yeah. Th- their title defense will will be uh, w- has a much better chance of succeeding if, if he's on the field, obviously. Well, Parker, one thing's for sure. Aaron Donald is trying to see a little bit more money, and he's joining Kanye West's yeah. sports division called Donda Sports, um, you know, named after Kanye's late mother, but uh, joined them for marketing ventures. And uh, Aaron Donald seems to be another player in the mix here. Antonio Brown is also in the fold. Um, and Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics is also in the fold here with Donda Sports and Kanye West, trying to take advantage of Kanye's marketing abilities. Um, Parker, I'm sure you're a huge, huge, huge Kanye West fan, uh, but I'd love to get your take on this here. Yeah, my Kanye knowledge is a little bit suspect. <laughs> yeah, I probably got to go back to like Watch the Throne in order Watch to the Throne. Re- yeah, great, great, great like, album, great really, album. That's been otherwise it's been a little it's been a little while, but um, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, you know, you can't you can't argue with the with the marketing prowess. Obviously, um, it's a, it's a pretty unique setup when you're talking about Kanye and Antonio Brown, like you said, saying he's the president and all of that. Obviously. You know, there's there's precedent for the sort of crossover between uh, entertainment and music, um, hip hop in particular, and sports. And so it's really interesting. Like, I don't I have to say, Safed, like, I don't I don't know that I know a, a ton about Aaron Donald. Like, I obviously know the caliber of player he is and and, uh, and you know what he's done in his career. But I, I've never like really known him to be and this could just be my my novice um to be like real flashy off the field or have a lot of like not not a lot of personality that's a better way of saying it but i guess just like it's an interesting pairing is the way i would put it um and i think it's going to be fascinating to watch like aaron donald has so much respect in the league and so much um star power especially given the position he plays it's just gonna be fascinating to watch him you know try to use this platform to capitalize on that and, 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 you know, um, take it even further. It'd be sort of interesting to see like creatively what he's interested in and what he wants to do and and what that sort of next part of his career, whether it's like we were talking about like dirt while he's continues to play or after he plays or whatever, like just what that looks like. Cause he's a very interesting guy. Definitely. I mean, I, and well, when you think of Kanye West, a very interesting guy is a great way to yeah. kind of describe him. And I think when you look at Kanye, his brand could not be um, any more prevalent or higher in, in America these days with the fact that, you know, he you know, just got divorced from Kim Kardashian and um, was one of the best, you know, hip hop producers and, and rappers, you know, in the last 10 years. And, um, you know, his, his clothing and his shoes are, you know, flying off the, the online racks, so to speak, you know, um, and people are coming in waves and waves to kind of you know, buy Kanye West merchandise. And so, um, you know, Donda Sports, whatever kind of marketing efforts that they do have for Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown uh, should be interesting to definitely see, um, especially tying themselves to Kanye. I think 
Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown, maybe they go a little bit more mainstream outside of their audiences with, with Kanye here. And I think what Kanye does for those guys is gets them in some in front of some eyes that maybe they're not already in front of. All, all four people trying to try new things and getting into new things and taking chances. You know, Parker, you took a chance to come on. It's a football podcast. It's, <laughs> yeah, out totally. it's exactly the same thing. I'm exactly the same yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so who's Kanye? Me or Tyler? Aaron Donald doesn't want to see me. I said, uh, I'll tell you that right now. I'm definitely <laughs> Kanye after saying that. I'm definitely Kanye. Definitely wait, does that, no, does that make me Aaron Donald or Antonio Brown? Um, uh, maybe Jalen Brown. Let's Jalen Brown. Jaylen Brown. Let's keep okay, you safe perfect. There. Yeah, great. Let's keep you safe great. there. Let's NBA safe Finals there. and on we go. Perfect. <laughs> um, I want to get into kind of something a little bit more somber though, and unfortunately, we had another NFL active player pass away in the last week. Parker, um, Arizona Cardinals, another one, Jeff Gladley, um, a former first round pick, died at the age of twenty five um, over the weekend. Um, you know, unfortunate death. He died in a car accident. Um, was a former pick of the Vikings and, and just joined the Cardinals. Um, it was a two-person, you know, that, that ended up being, you know, passed away in that accident. And uh, just the second time this offseason already, um, joining Dwayne Haskins, we've had two firmer first-round picks um, die in really, really horrific accidents um, this offseason. Definitely, uh, you, know, not, uh, you know, not a great thing, obviously, and, and really unfortunate for both those guys overall yeah yeah it's just really sad obviously whether it's you know jeff gladney or or, or dwayne haskins or or anybody else and it's one of those things stop it i mean I've, I've been covering the nfl for all of a month now so <laughs> but i think you just learn over the course of time that whether you're whether you're talking about college football or the nfl or the nba or whatever like these communities are are really pretty small there's a lot of people involved and it's competition and you know people are trying to win obviously but at the end of the day like it really is like, you know, he got drafted by Minnesota in the first round. And when he was, you know, when he got drafted by Minnesota in the first round, George Payton, who's now the Broncos general manager, was working for the Vikings. And so, like, you don't – and that's just, like, sort of one example of how no matter where you are, no matter who you're talking about, there's just sort of, like, six degrees of separation or, or probably less uh, in the NFL. And so, yeah, it's obviously, you know, it's just really sad news all around and, and – um you know, it's it's. I think it probably touches every team in the league in some way. You know, whether it's someone who knew him or his friends or somebody he played with at TCU or or you know, just then you're talking to your players about, hey, look, you know, this this can happen, and these are the resources or whatever it is. It just yeah, it's a it's a sad deal and uh, it happens way too often. Um, you know, no matter which league or, or which player you're talking about. Yeah, Parker, you're right. You know, uh, you know, I've been covering the NFL for about four seasons now, going on five, I believe. And um, you know, even when when we cover high school football recruiting into colleges, and then you see these guys jump to the league, um, you know, as a journalist, we have some kind of investment in these players because of the fact that you know we kind of see them throughout all their all their life, kind of reach their dreams. And um, when you see it kind of hit a sad end, like how Dwayne Haskins died, like how um, you know, Gladney had died. Um, it just it, it it leaves you kind of very, very somber and, and leaves you in, in a really depressed state because of the fact that these kids are so young, man. Yeah. They're kids, you know, Gladney was 25 years old, going on a second team, looking for another opportunity to kind of make a splash in, in the NFL and make an opportunity for himself, you know, as a player in this league. And, um, you know, the NFL is really a fraternity when it comes down to it. People remember each other. You hear news of this 
of this nature, it just only hurts you to your core and, and lets you kind of, you know, makes you kind of reevaluate how you make decisions because, you know, these are the kind of the same decisions even, even you and I, Parker, could make that, that could, you know, turn out bad if we don't make the right ones. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, it's like you say, just all, most of these guys in the league are, are, all of them are young, you know, even the guys that have been around mm-hmm. uh, now for, for a while, um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's sad all, all around, obviously, and, and in particular with, with uh, Jeff Gladney and just, you know, obviously feel for, for people um, in, in his life and, and around him. And then, and then obviously, you know, teammates and, and all that too. All right, guys, you know, we couldn't have Parker on without a little Broncos talk. And Parker, I wanted to pull up this tweet that, that uh, just came out from NFL Game Day, um, listed six teams. And the question is, which team will make the biggest leap in 2022? Uh, we got the Raiders, the Eagles, the Chargers, the Jets, surprising me. Jets, on the Jets are on the list. The Dolphins and the Broncos, six teams on the list. We're already surprised by the Jets collectively. <laughs> uh, but Parker, why, why do you think uh, the Broncos, with with new quarterback Russell Wilson, uh, deserves to be on this list? And, and and how big of a leap do you think that they will take in twenty twenty two? Yeah, well, you know, seven and ten last year, and then obviously traded for Russell Wilson back in March. The thing that I mean, stop. The thing that jumps out to me about this list is the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos are half the teams on it. You know, that's mm-hmm. the AFC West outside of the Chiefs who obviously have won the division six years in a row, that just sort of goes to like, somebody's got to finish last in that division. Like somebody's got to win it. We've talked, you and Tyler and I, we talk about this like on a weekly basis now. Uh, <laughs> somebody's got to finish last in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, could it be the Chiefs? I guess, but it's probably one of the three teams on this list. So somebody's making a jump. Um, maybe you'll have three teams, maybe all four will be in contention, but but someone's got to get, is going to come up at the, you know, the short end of the stick too. So, yeah, I think in terms of the Broncos, uh, yeah, I wrote about uh, Russell Wilson over the weekend, story published on Tuesday. Um, the thing about Russell is, you know, it's been, been a long time, obviously, since he's been in a new place. He played 10 years in Seattle. Um, but he made this reference to sort of sparked this idea for the story about being a new guy, um, even though he's a nine-time Pro Bowler and all of that. And so I actually stopped it up. When I was in college, I covered Russell Wilson. I was working for a student newspaper. I covered his year in Madison. And it was amazing because he didn't show up on campus in Madison until July. And then four weeks after he got to campus, he was a captain. Wow. Two weeks into camp. And so I just sort of like, just based on what I remembered, uh, you know, being around him at that point and then, and then thinking like, well, the situations, it's much different because everybody knows who Russell Wilson is now, but it's not altogether different where you're like coming in to an established roster. You're the new guy. You're trying to like gain respect and figure things out and all of that really quickly. Um, you know, and so that's that story is sort of about that, about how he goes about that. Um, his teammates, you know, from Denver, some of them chimed in, uh, some people from from back in Madison uh, back in the day, 2011. Um, and the thing that one of the things that jumped out to me while I was reporting the story was Wisconsin that year. You know, they started like seven and zero. They finished eleven and three. They went to the Rose Bowl. Seattle, Russell's rookie year uh, was twelve and five. They went to the playoffs. They won a wild card game. Like he's obviously not solely responsible for the success of those two teams, but it surely helps. Yeah, but they <laughs> succeeded in his first year there, and part yeah. of that I think is because of the way that he was able to sort of make his mark, but also meld into the operation. And so that's that's a that's a real challenge in Denver, and it's might be even a bigger challenge because 
you know, Brett Bielema had been in Madison for a few years when he got there. And Pete Carroll had been in Seattle for a few years when, when he got there. Now you've got a brand new coaching staff and a new quarterback. It's sort of like the next level of that challenge. And so it's not to say that Denver can't be the team in this list that makes a jump, but it's a huge, it's, it's a pretty big mountain to climb when you're talking about new quarterback, even as talented as Russell is with a, a largely brand new coaching staff, first time head coach Nathaniel Hackett. So I'd be tempted to to pick the Broncos off that list, but I think they have as many hurdles, except for maybe the Jets. They got as many hurdles as anybody in uh, in trying to be the team on that list that makes a jump. Yeah, definitely. We also uh, I'll, I'll mention one more time. We have no idea why the Jets are on this list, but uh, Parker, <laughs> the um, you know, I think you mentioned Russell Wilson and the way he kind of goes goes about galvanizing teammates and, and, and people within organizations and. And look, there's a huge turnaround that the Denver Broncos have to make. And it, and it just so happens that, uh, you know, they've been going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs the last six years. It just so happens that Devontae Adams joined the Las Vegas Raiders, um, one of the best receivers in the NFL. And it just so happens Justin Herbert and the Chargers um, got better and, you know, happened to, you know, get together in the midst of Denver's kind of down downward spiral, you know, after Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl there. So, um, they definitely deserve to be on this list. The Broncos do. I'm not sure if they're going to make a huge leap. Like you mentioned, somebody's going to finish last in this division, right. the AFC West. I, I'm wondering which one of these teams is not, you know, the third place team. One of right. these teams is going to miss out on a wild card berth, and it's going to be really, really heartbreaking for them come season. Um, but when I look back at this list, Raiders, Eagles, Chargers, Jets, Dolphins, Broncos, um, I'm telling you, I know for sure which one Tyler's going to pick. That's the Los Angeles Chargers. He's a huge Justin Herbert fan. Um, but he's got high hopes for that defense with J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack there. Yeah. And I think for myself, too, I'm supposed to stay on brand with the with, with the Dolphins here. Tyler would love that. And, Parker, I'm pretty sure you know Tyler would give me a lot of angst for not picking the Dolphins here. But Yeah, come on. You know, I mean, for, you're not, you're not going to go for it? No, nah, man. I, I mean, for me, I think it's the Raiders. And I think, you know, Derek Carr has been – for some reason, still the Raiders quarterback. Yeah, right. You know, their belief in David uh, Derek Carr has never wavered. It's kind of what you really want in a relationship with somebody, right? Just just be there. If you, Rock you, know, if you Yeah, exactly. Be your Derek Carr and I'll be the Raiders. That, that's what we need. But I think for him to get Devontae Adams is just a whirlwind of what the Raiders can do this season. Um, I think they can challenge the Chargers, and I think they can challenge the Chiefs too. Along with the Broncos, I think the Broncos finished last. I'm sure Tyler said that before, but um, I think Devontae Adams and what he can do um, coming off of three straight NFC title games with the Packers, I think he really, really transforms uh, the Raiders more than a lot of other players do for their teams. It's in, The thing about the Raiders, and I think we maybe talked about this back when the schedule first came out, but their schedule right out of the gate is is brutal. I mean, they go, they open at the Chargers, they have the Cardinals at home, then they're at Tennessee, Denver at home at Kansas City before a bye. So they've got obviously the first turn through the division uh, yeah. in the first um, six weeks, five weeks, uh, plus Arizona and Tennessee. And obviously Arizona, you know, early in the season, you have DeAndre Hopkins, like we talked about earlier, would be suspended. Chalk up to a win for the yeah, Raiders. Yeah, we'll play in that <laughs> game. But man, I mean, that's yeah, it's a good thing that Derek Carr and, and, and Devontae Adams play together at Fresno State and they have all those bank reps because they they're gonna have to be on it early, you know. And and if they get through I think it's sort of like one or the other, you know, you can't fall too far out of the race in the division early because there's four good teams in, in the AFC West or four teams that should be good. At the same time though, if you get through that opening stretch, they got the early bye week, which teams normally don't love, but like 
if they get through that first five in good shape and get into an early bye week and they sort of know who they are and they're playing well and McDaniels, you know, that they're sort of on the same page offensively and all that, then you've got a chance to really make hay um, and, and be a factor in that division. So, I mean, we could talk all day about that and then about – we could talk about the Dolphins and the Eagles and the reason for them being on the list and how interesting both Tua's situation and Jalen Hurts' situation are, mm-hmm. but, you know. Both those teams have two first-round picks next year, and both those teams just got really big-time receivers. The Dolphins yep. getting Tyreek Hill and the Eagles getting A.J. Brown from the Titans. So definitely, you know, a lot of a lot of moves this offseason have happened, Parker, and a lot of teams are really, really excited about their prospects going into 2022. Um, we are also excited, too, and uh, we'll wrap it up here on It's a Football Podcast. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to another edition um, if you haven't already, download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store and in your Google Play. Just remember, guys, we want you to fan harder with USA Today Sports Plus. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder. Great this now.